Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. the Omega Man Radio Network. I'm your host, Shannon Davis. Today is a live show. Uh, today is Thursday, October the 21st. And, you know, our normally scheduled time is about 8 p.m. in the evenings, but, um, you know, you got to move when the Spirit leads you. And so I was led right now to do this show, and uh, I'm going to have special guest Reverend and Prophetess Wheatus Weber on the phone tonight, phone this afternoon. Um, she is my grandmother, so it's a great honor to Finally have her on the program, and we're going to be talking about how to hear God and be led by His Spirit. And I'm going to have uh, her share a testimony with you about how uh, she, in the great pioneer days of the Church of God, back in the 50s, was led by the voice of God and how they got their marching orders uh, to move every day. And how uh, it's the same God that spoke to them in the 50s will speak to you and I today, and we can get our marching orders the same way for our daily lives, for our ministries. And, uh, folks, we need instructions in this hour if we're going to make it, uh, being in the last days that we're in now. 
So without further ado, let me get to the telephone line and get on my grandmother. Grandmother, you there with me? Yes, son, I'm sure with you. Praise God. Well, praise God. It's a grandmother, you know, listen, we are we're making history today. Uh, yes. it's been a dream of mine to have you and I do a show since two thousand five. <laughs> right. So praise God. Uh a little bit late, but uh you know, God is merciful, right? Oh, absolutely. Well he Better says that that's right. There's, there's a timing for everything. Yes. And I praise God for that. And His timing, then we should go forth and do Amen. what He wants us to do. Right. You know, Grandmother, normally what I like to do is I like to open up a program with prayer. So would you uh, lead us in prayer for this program? Well, yes. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we come to you, and we come on up into the throne room where the Father and Son and Holy Spirit is. We want to give you praise, Jesus, today for this opportunity. We're asking you, Lord, to touch everyone that's out there. Lord, we know that there's some special people out there, special people with special needs. We're asking you, Lord, to move in a great and in a mighty way to perform miracles, bring healing, and bring all of your beautiful blessings upon them, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord, as this goes forth, we're asking, Lord, that it be a great blessing to everyone out there. And Master will give you the praise and give you the honor and give you the glory. In Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Father. And thank you, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Now, Grandmother, you were called into the ministry uh, several decades ago. Now, just so oh, for yes. the people that have uh, never heard you speak before, you just yes. had a birthday. How old are you now? I am 77 years old, 11th of October. Praise God. Now, this month. <laughs> um, I want to roll the clock back a little bit. Uh, okay. When did, you get, uh, when did you get saved in called by Jesus into the ministry. Okay, I got saved. Excuse me, I'm pardon, pardon me, I'm sorry. I, I got saved at an early age of, uh, of course, when I was real young, but then, you know, just a teenager, just drifting around, sort of got away, probably not where I should be with the Lord. And so I got probably right with the Lord after. I married at 16 years old, Shannon. And at this time now, I've got, I've got two babies, and a little girl about two years and nine months, and then a than a baby, okay? Wow. So I started uh, a lady across the hall from where we lived back then in the early days, won, won me to Jesus and got me on the right track to the Lord and asked me well, if I'd just accept Jesus, that he'd come into my heart, and I did that. Very simple, humble way. And so then after that, I started out working for Jesus, and I ran my first revival at the age of 19 years old, I didn't even know what I was doing, really, because I had went to my mother's sisters, called her. The Lord had healed my mother of cancer prior to this, uh, probably just a few months prior to this, uh, going to this appointment. And I had called my mother's sister wanting to go and give my testimony of what Jesus had done for my mother. Amen. And after I called her, uh, Murdy said up and called others. And so by the time she got back to me, I mean, it was just all over the neighborhood wanting to hear my testimony. Well, it frightened me. I didn't, I, well, I'm just young and didn't understand. I thought, uh, Murtis, but you don't understand, honey. I'm not a minister, and uh, I'm not a preacher, so I just wanted to tell everyone what Jesus had done for my mother. And so she said, but you just come on down. And then she got the pastor to talk to me, and he said, Ms. Weber, we're going to have to go to the little church uh, and let everybody in the church just to hear your testimony. I said, but now, brother, you don't understand again. I'm not a minister, 
and I'm not I'm not a preacher, so I can't do this. But anyway, he said, but would you just come and just give your testimony then? He made it very easy for me, and I went on down with uh, my mother's sister and my babies and went down there to give my testimony that night. I'll never forget it. And people just kept coming in and kept coming in. So I gave my testimony of what the Lord had done for my mother and how he had healed her of cancer. Yeah. So when the service was over with that night at Shannon, it was just so beautiful and unique. So then the pastor got up and said, how many would you all like to have this lady to come down here and run us a revival? Well, that, listen, I felt like I was going to faint or fall out. I thought, I can't handle all of this, you know? And so anyway, uh, I said, Brother Lumley, I've never done nothing like this. He said, well, would you just, he made it easy again. Would you just come back and whatever the Lord tells you to say, yes. whatever scripture he gives you, could you not just do that? Well, wait a minute. He made it so easy. To, then I, I was afraid not to obey the Lord, really, because of what the Master had done so much for me, saved me, and healed my mother of cancer. Hey, I better be careful, you know, what I do anyway. So I agreed and went back and ran that revival, and two precious elderly people, came to Jesus because I've got a loud voice and don't know what to do with it, but it's there. God gave it to me at a young age. And his, uh, Brother Weber, my husband's uh, grandmother, got in there and she wanted what we had, she said. She didn't know what it was, but I want what you've got. And during that revival, she came to the altar, 80-something years old, and got saved and filled with, with the Holy Spirit, and God just moved and blessed her. She lived to be in her 90s, so she went on to be with Jesus. And then the pastor's father, who was not a Christian, he came to the altars in his 70s. He got right with Jesus. So he said, Sister Weber, if nothing else happened in this revival, two precious people got where they needed to be with Jesus before they'd go home to be with him. Amen. So he said, now you obey the Lord. So anyway, that was the start of it, uh, Shannon, in our uh, young ministry. So we left, of course, naturally went back home, and you take care of your family and you name it. So we just kept tearing and praying and, and, and going to the hospitals I did and praying for the sick people and going in the homes and praying for people and doing whatever I could for Jesus. So one day I was tearing and praying in the little apartment we lived in, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I always would pray when the children would be asleep because I, you know, didn't need anything to sort of disturb me, and then I fixed it where they'd be safe, you know. So while I was praying early that morning, I'd gotten Brother Weber up and, and uh, got him off to work. And so here I was tearing and praying, and all of a sudden the Spirit of the Lord got to moving on me and, and told me to go to India. And I thought, oh, dear Lord, something's wrong here. Something's <laughs> not right. And so that frightened me. It really frightened me. So real quick, like here, I up and, and uh, jumped up and, and hit it onto the living room because I thought it was the enemy trying to trick me or, or do something that I didn't understand or, or didn't want him around me. So I hit it to the living room, fell back down on my knees again, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, your first stop will be in Texas. First stop be in Texas, he said. I thought, oh, my, my. So then he got to talking to him, and then I called Brother Weber's brother, who was called into the ministry at that time, and told him, finally got a, a chance to talk to him. He was tearing and praying, too, and I didn't know he was over there tearing and praying. So he needed a word that the Lord had spoke to me to him, and that's what got us started in the ministry and, and going to Texas. So we did, cut it short, sold everything we had down to our clothes and you name it, and our cars and packed our cars full, 
put my two babies in it. His brother and his wife had no children, and my brother and we left and headed off to the we to the mission fields, which Texas still is the mission field. So that's where we started our first ministry and got out there and got to running a revival. And from well, there, let me uh, let me stop you there because I want to yeah, get to ahead. some of the good parts. Yeah, um, go ahead. Y'all had the burden to uh, go to Texas, but uh, how did you know where to go? Uh, you you said, okay. God, I will obey you, and we will we will sell what we have, and we'll go into full-time ministry. But, right. um, you know, Texas is a big place. Where, what was yeah. the next move? Okay. Uh, before we left, the Lord told us, we, of course, we did a lot of charity and praying about that. We charity and prayed for seven weeks at Shannon. Wow. Because we, did, we couldn't afford to miss Jesus, you know. You don't miss him when God's got a calling on you. He's, he's beginning to put you on the road. You better get your directions from God. That's right. Uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And what it, what happened while we were tearing and praying, and our last night or two we were praying, we went on out there to the church late at night tearing and praying, and the Spirit of the Lord got to moving and got to talking to all of us. And uh, the Spirit of the Lord lifted me up, Shannon. I'd never maybe felt a whole lot of this at the time, some a little prior to this. And I thought, well, the Lord's lifting me up. Maybe he's just going to take me home. I thought I won't have to go nowhere and do any of it, you know. So at the time, I was lifted up in the spirit, and the Lord used my voice, Shannon, to call everybody out. And it, and it sounded like the voice of God almost. And everybody answered, and, and he asked them, you know, that they must obey him when he started calling them. And then I heard him call me, and, and of course, naturally, I said, yes, Lord. And then he brought me back down. He wouldn't let me stay. That was the first time I'd ever really been lifted up like that in the spirit of the Lord. But anyway, after we got back down, Brother Weber's brother, who was called in the ministry at the same Uncle time. Uncle Johnny, right? Yeah, Uncle Johnny, that's right. Yes. And so uh, John F. Weber, right? So he was called, and he was out there tearing and praying with us at the time, too. So he began to cry out to the Lord, you know, and the Lord spoke to him about going and, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> And you you take a pause any time you need to, to get a drink of water. It's not a problem. Okay. So anyway, uh, let me go back just a tad in here. The Lord we spoke got, to us while we, we were We got plenty of time, prayer. by the way, so just take your time. Okay. That uh, that we would, well, I, I said, Lord, we don't know what route to take. And if I'm not bad mistaken, that route is 85 from here to Texas. And, uh, and we thought, well, Lord, he said, well, go get you a map. And that's the first United States map I guess we'd ever had in our hands. So we went and got the United States map and got to looking. And that route, uh, it's either 80, 85. I think it's 85. I'm not positive. I need I miss that every time. But it takes you straight into Dallas, Texas. Straight into Dallas, Texas is where it takes you. So we, you know, sold everything, got our children ready and packed everything we could in our in our cars, like if we had to get in in a motel, I mean, a, a little old apartment or whatever, and fixed everything so they could sleep behind mine and Brother Weber's car, and then John and Sue packed their car. So two cars left, two carloads left, and headed off to Dallas, Texas. That's where we left wound up at. Using so the direction that, time, that uh, God had given you when, you when you prayed and sought him for your next step, correct? Right. That's it. And he gave you an interstate direction. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's pretty sure powerful. Did. Of course, uh, you didn't know what city you were going to land at. He just said, uh, get on this interstate and start driving, right? right? That's right. 
And so uh, I know Johnny was praying at the same time. He was with the yeah, Air Force. Yeah, they were in their car praying the same way. And uh, he he needed to uh, sell his household goods and all that to happen. And lo and behold, he had a miracle and sold everything he had. And uh, y'all were ready to go at that point, right? Right. In fact, he was, um, I'd sold mine first, Shannon. You know, mine went first. Of course, my poor husband, Brian Weber, didn't like to kill him, but... <laughs> He he feared God. He didn't want to miss God. And so that his brother Johnny was downtown, had not sold his on a Saturday, and mine was gone by 12 o'clock. And we had to be, in fact, the Lord spoke to us, we had to be out of Macon, Georgia, by Sunday night midnight. And that was some of our prayer that we'd been waiting on. Sunday night midnight, no sooner or later, we had to get out of uh, Macon, Georgia, by midnight. Wow. And hit that, hit that route that he gave us uh, to hit it off to Texas. It was amazing. He just let us step at a time, you know, like, as we'd tear and pray, he'd, he'd give us more uh, directions, you know. And so after that happened, Johnny was downtown trying to get his furniture sold, and he had been into several of the furniture places, and, you know, they wouldn't buy it. And Johnny just happened to be walking him down the streets real upset, not knowing what to do. And this man came out of the uh, furniture place and called him inside of his, uh, in fact, he's fixing to close it up. It was on a Saturday evening, real late, and uh, Johnny went inside and got talking to him, and he said, Sir, didn't you want your furniture bought? He said, Yes, I did. And he said, What do you want for it? And the man had never saw it before, like sight unseen, really. And uh, the, Johnny told him what all he had and was selling. And I think he gave Johnny, I don't know what was, three or four hundred and something dollars, really, at that time. I was big money back then. And uh, he called him back then and said, Let me see if I got it. Back here in my safe, or I'll give you a check. Johnny said, uh-uh, uh, uh, we can't have a check. We're fixing to pull out of here tonight and fixing to hit the road traveling. So said, I can't use a check. So he went back there where he said, let me go look in my safe and look. And there was just the right amount of money in that safe. Wow. And he handed Johnny his money. <laughs> so we had another miracle. So little old Johnny got on the phone because he knew I was walking the floor waiting for a miracle. We couldn't move till he got his ready to go, you know, because I had mine was gone. And uh, so Johnny got on his phone and called me and said, Willis, we've had a miracle. My furniture sold. So he went back because he was packed up, ready to go to. And the man, he gave the man the key to, you know, to get the furniture after we was gone. So uh, Sunday night, midnight, we headed off out to Texas on our long trip. We'd never been on in our life. <clears throat> never been on that route in our life. <clears throat> and so it was really beautiful. But we now, would stop all along the way in tear and pray, Shannon. Yes. Now, before you go further, I just want to uh, tell people tuning in, you're listening to a live program. I've got my grandmother, Wiedis Weber, who's a reverend and a prophetess, on sharing uh, some of the pioneer stories of the early days. Now, grandmother, uh, just so we can kind of put a, time, uh, uh, yes. a date on this, uh, was this what year was this that uh, y'all were making your move into ministry? Okay. Early it would 50s? have had to be in the sea. Shannon, it would have had to be in the sea. 51, 52, 53. 50, uh, in 53, I believe that was 53. Around 1953. About 1953, yes. Wow, praise God. Yes, yeah, so a long time. <laughs> About God had called ago. you into the ministry. Uh, you preached right. your first revival at the age of 19. Right, right. And, uh, of course, at that time, Granddad was not saved. But uh, um, He got, no, he got, pardon me, he got saved, but he was not in the ministry. Okay. He would, he would just ride along with us, you know? Yes. 
Right. And you had you had received this calling to go preach. Uh, right. You had seen your mother, which is my grandmother Mead, great grandmother right. Mead, uh, healed of cancer. Right. And um, so you you sold out to Jesus Christ, which you know that's a term a lot of people don't understand today. Selling yeah. out. That's part of my testimony in in a book that I should have done written that how I sold out to the Lord in those seven weeks of tearing and praying. Yes. The Lord lifted me up then in the spirit. I thought I was gone and took me up there to the throne room and, and set me right down in front of him. Of course, I knelt down in front of the Father. A lot of people may not want to believe this, Shannon, but I, I didn't ask for it. I didn't know the Father was going to do that. You were literally the caught fa- up in the Father Spirit. talked to me. Amen. Like the Apostle Paul was, lifted right. up in the Spirit, right up into the That's throne it. room of grace. That's right. And um, what did you see when you were taken into heaven? Okay, when, I, when he lifted me up, all I saw at that time, Shannon, excuse me, was the Heavenly Father. Now, they can say you won't never see the Heavenly Father. That scripture, they better re-study that scripture and find out that many of them did see the Father. Our preachers will take one little scripture, Shannon, and they and they preach on it, but they don't do any other studying and find out what the Bible really is made up of. Uh, we better preach what thus saith the Word of God. Amen. But when I got up there to the Father, he, I, naturally I'm on my knees. You You would do that. And uh, I just knelt down in front of the fathers where he put me after he got me up there. Then he started talking to me. And he started talking to him and told me that I must sell out to him. And Shannon, he said if I would sell out to him and give my all to him, he would never let my husband or children perish. Praise God. As long as I live. That was a promise. He said, I'll give to you if you'll serve me the balance of your days. Amen. Now, that was not too easy at the time, Shannon. I mean, that that's a real sellout, okay? Yes. But there's no money, there's no money in 50, nearly 55 years of serving Jesus and the miracles that I could tell, which would have to be a book, okay, or many chapters. Yes. Of what the Master has done for us down through those 55 years. It's been Amen. one miracle after another, and, and how God's performed miracles. So Jesus said he'd never leave and forsake us, that he'd walk every step of the way with us. So when Jesus had me to sell out, I didn't leave the throne till I agreed with him because I, he, he was letting me know I was going to have to go back. Now, that's a terrible feeling. I've had this about three times in my life. You've got to go back. Yes, ma'am. Well, I knew I'd been down on planet Earth. I'd been down here somewhere and take you up to the throne room, and the Father talked to you. You would think Jesus would do it or the Holy Spirit, but you see, the Father is the great judge. God, he says, I'm a God of thunder, and I'm a voice of many waters. So when the Father does the talking, he can't go no further. It can go through the Holy Spirit and Jesus, and when it gets to the Father, that's it. Well, you know, I've got uh, so many uh, things to talk about. We're going to break this into like a hundred shows. Yeah, well, yeah I believe to, we might would have to. Cover it all. So right. you made a uh, you made a commitment to the Lord right. uh, to sell out, and you're back in uh, Macon, Georgia. God has uh, given you a word. You must right. hit the road heading for That's Texas. Right. That's right. Um, by sundown midnight. That's right. I mean, excuse me, by uh, Sunday midnight, no sooner, no That's later. Right. That's right. And uh, God opens the doors. For you all to have the finances to uh, to hit the roads now, all he's given you at that point is just a interstate direction. That's all. Hasn't given you a city yet, has he? 
uh, not until we got to Dallas, Texas, because you notice he said your first stop, after we got to go in and did our train, he said your first stop will be in Dallas, Texas. Oh, wow. Okay, so now you're on the road, and right. you're headed towards Dallas. What happens Dallas, next? Texas, that's right. And when we got there, we found a little church and went inside so we could tear and pray again. Okay. Because we, we needed an answer, because we'd gotten where he told us to go. So when we got there, we went in there and fell on the altar, with nobody else in there with us, and we started tearing and praying again. And that's when your Uncle Johnny spelled out uh, McCurry, Texas. He started speaking uh, tongues, didn't he? Yeah, he started speaking in tongues. And then after that, then he kept saying, really it's strange, he kept saying, see you, R-R-Y. See you, R-R-Y. Just kept repeating it. So his wife felt, I said, Lord, you're going to have to speak to some of these others that are going with us. I, I just got where I thought, Lord, I'm not going to answer no more. <laughs> he's about ready to whip me, but I, I figured he, <laughs> that he's going to have to speak to some of them, Shannon. And he did. Then he spoke to uh, Brother Weber's wife, Suler, and she said something about a minute book. Well, we do have a minute book in our in our denomination, which is uh, a minute book tells you where all the states and the churches are. And she went up there and found it on the pastor's study. So she got to looking under the C-U-R-R-Y. And it is so amazing, Shannon, right quick. She came back and brought it to me, and she said, Wheaties, I found a little city which is north of Dallas. Now notice this, north of Dallas, called McCurry, Texas. A capital C U R R Y. Wow. And so we got it and went back outside to the church and Brother Weber uh was sitting out there with our children, you know, babies. And he had that big old mouth open sitting on the on the steering wheel and he said his faith was beginning to build, bless his heart. He <laughs> he just felt like we took him on a real sure enough journey, you know. And so he said, What did you guys find? Well, right there, just really encouraged us. I said, Sibyl, we found this little city called McCurry, Texas. It's straight up north of Paris, Texas, and on out to a little place called Bogota there. And the little old place that he called is a little old stop in the road out of where we ran our first revival. Okay, so um, the Lord has given you an interstate direction. Right. You, uh, you walk out in faith, you hit the road, and uh, you get to uh, Dallas. Right. Uh, y'all are praying. You'll you'll find a, a church there, just right. the house of God. Uh, right. You go in there and start praying. Right. You get a, a message from the Holy Spirit. Right. Uh, spells out the the city you go to next, which is Curry, Texas. Right. And right. Uh, you arrive in Curry, Texas. Now, is that the is that the fateful day where you uh, knocked on a uh, a minister of God's door? Right. In fact, we got there. Excuse me. She lived out at the edge of uh, Paris, Texas, they call it, the city there. That's yep. the largest city right in there. And she lived about 19 miles from the Oklahoma line. Now, who was this lady that y'all were going to meet? This was uh, a Sister Key. She pastored a little church there in Bogota where we was going to run our revival. Okay. And, uh, you know, many today are attacking the women of God, saying that uh, they can't pastor. Well, folks, Oh, honey, I know. I know. You know, that's a lie to the pit of hell. Uh, oh, I know sure my is. grandmother and grandfather were commissioned to do the work of the Lord, and the story that's she's right. about to tell you right. um, would not have happened if it were not for Pastor Sister Key. That's right. Way back in the 50s. So uh, how right. did you know about Sister Key? 
What have we got there? Excuse me. We got there trying to. Uh, uh, we ran into an elderly cop there in the little city where we ran the revival. Yes. And uh, I asked him, uh, where was the pastor to the little church where we went? And he said, uh, she lives over up above Paris into a little old side of the road up there going into Oklahoma, he said. But she was not all the way into Oklahoma. And her, he said her name is uh, Sister Kia. We know her last name, but I can't think of her first name. And she was a little full-blooded Indian woman. Yes. Who was a pastor of one of our churches out there. Okay. Back in the early days. And we drove up there, the two cars, and her two daughter-in-laws was out there hanging up clothes, the old-timey way like we did back then, on the clothesline. And they asked, who were we? And so we told them, you know, we were so-and-so, and that's dangerous to do that. But we had to do what the Lord told us to do. So they said they'd go check with their mother-in-law and have her to come to the door. And she'd come to the door and met us. And she said, would you children come in? Because we were children, you know. And uh, we went into her living room, and she said, right off. She said, can we pray? Well, hey, that's the best thing to do. Amen. We don't know who these people are, you know. So we got on our knees, Shannon, and uh, started praying with her, you know. And the Spirit of the Lord got to moving. Praise God, and the Spirit of the Lord got to moving. And I gave one uh, message out in, in a heavenly language, you know, or in other tongues, whatever. And uh, she took and interpreted it. The Spirit of the Lord would hit her like, almost like a uh, fire. It would just, she would just rumble like almost under the Spirit of the Lord, the anointing. And she said, these are my children. They are in the center of my will. And I don't know, just on and on, you know, wow. some of the some of the revelation of it was. So then she would slow down, and a few minutes, Brother Weber's brother Johnny, he'd up and give a message out. And boy, she would interpretate that, Shannon, and it was so beautiful. And Brother Weber said that's where he got, my husband, got his deliverance from a headache that he'd been carrying because he was under so much pressure. Well, he said after that happened, he said his headache left him. He never had any more headaches. Well, now, Grandmother, you know, that's just, that's part of his story. I didn't even know. Uh, so here we yeah. have, y'all were probably, what, 20, 21 at the time? Uh, well, no, we were about 23 and 24. Okay, 23, 24. You'd been saved just yeah. a few years. Had yeah. preached your first revival at age 19. Right. And right. Uh, God calls you into ministry, gives you right. a interstate direction. Right. Y'all get to your first stopping point. Say, God, we, we obeyed you. Now we're here in Dallas. What's next? Dallas, Texas, right. All four of you got to praying. The Lord right. delivered a message to the Holy Spirit and said, go to Curry, Texas. That's right. You end up in Curry, Texas, and uh, you make contact uh, with a lady right. there, Sister Key, yes. who was uh, a full-blooded Indian woman. Uh, That's right. Pastoring a local church there. Uh, she didn't know you from Adam when you called her. No, we didn't. No, we never saw one another. But uh, she, was being, she wanted to be led by the Lord, so she invited That's you right. over, and before you all even got to talk, and she said, let's pray. That's it. That's the first thing she said. Then the fire of God hits. Um, That's right. The Lord gives her a confirmation that uh, you have been sent there. Right. Absolutely. And um, Granddad even got a deliverance that day from a migraine. Ooh, his, wow. Ooh, honey. He, he, he got real happy after that. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> and you know, so, Shannon, what is so beautiful, too? She took us into her house. And gave us somewhere to sleep inside of her 
crude-looking, old-timey house. But, Lord, we were so proud it was clean. And, and Shannon, they eat those pinto beans and, and French fries every meal. Yes, ma'am. And they fed us. They they cooked big four-quart pots of pinto beans. That's the praise Texas God. food. And, honey, we had, praise God, that night we had pinto beans and French fried potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Shannon. <laughs> Amen. You're making we didn't me hungry have a right whole now. Lot of money because we told you everything we did, you know. Um, we've got people tuning in right now, grandmother, all the way okay. from uh, England. I want to say hello to my friend Marcus. Okay. Uh, that's tuning in from London, England. We've got uh, Melody from up uh, upstate uh, Long Island. Hello to you, and uh, right, we've got yeah. some other guests out there, Elijah Fire, and uh, so forth. We've got a lot of people starting to tune in, and uh, there's going to be a lot of people listening on the MP3. Well, um, praise God. Amen. So. Back to uh, you're at Sister Key's house, who's a pastor right. of local church. Now, once God had confirmed that y'all were sent, right. um, what happened next? What did she do? Okay, she she took us into her church, into her home, and fed us, and gave us a revival. And Brother okay, Johnny oh, would preach one night. You left night, out one, night. one detail. Uh, before you met Sister Good. Key, um, y'all had actually met with um, like one of these uh, local overseers and Oh, he yeah. said, who are you? And Yeah, pardon me. Uh, excuse me. Uh, he found out we were there. Okay. And he got a little upset about it. Okay, so when when you all arrived there first, before you met with Sister Key, you all actually made contact with um, uh, one of the, the headquarters out there. Now, was this with the Church of God? Yeah, but we had not contacted anybody. Okay. This was all a miracle. Everything was a miracle. And... Uh, Y'all went into his office, and now y'all weren't credentialed ministers. All y'all had was oh, just no. a baptismal certificate. No, uh, Brother John, yeah, we had, our, we had our baptismal certificate at the church. Yes. I went and had all my children take shots to go to India. Yeah. I had uh, my marriage license. I had everything that had a certificate uh, that you care with you to prove who you are. Yes, ma'am. I had all of it in an envelope because the Lord told me to do that before I ever left. Now, the reason no. I'm mentioning this detail okay, is y'all had went to some seminary and uh, had to be ordained by man's system. You were actually called by the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit did ours. Amen. Just like the Apostle Paul. Right. He called uh, Jesus Christ, met Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus, called there him into the go. ministry. There you go. Uh, he didn't even meet the disciples four years later. That's um, exactly right. But the Holy Spirit schooled him, and so y'all went through the school of the Holy Spirit. Oh, absolutely. That We were trained. Uh, Shannon, there was one time in my way back when we were doing the charity and praying that I said, Mass, well, back when I ran my first revival, I, you know, I talking to the Lord every day and at night, I said, Master, wait a minute. Me, me, Lord, not me. I have not been to uh, college. I've not been to Bible school or any of that except just being in the church, you know. Yes. Going to church and, and going to Sunday school and, and, and working in the hospital, but I did all that still on my own. You see, so God I, doesn't... I'm sorry, go ahead. I questioned the Father, okay. the Son, and Holy Spirit, and uh, and the Father spoke to me himself. He said, I'd rather train those I call forth. Wow. So that's that's what happened. He said, I had a chance to train you, well, like from a baby up. He trained yes. me. Amen. And put me on the road to train me, too. Praise God. <laughs> you see, grandmother, you didn't you didn't get uh, corrupted by the organizations of men. 
No. Uh-huh. Uh, you were trained by the Holy Spirit of God, and That's God right. looks That's at people's hearts. It's not about your degree. That's right. You know, someone could go to seminary school and come out, and they could say, hey, I want to be a pastor. Well, mm-hmm. folks, if God has not called you to pastor, then don't become a pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't called everybody, and I would say most of the ones that are behind the pulpits now haven't even been called, grandmother. But anyway, a lot back of them to have the story here. Um, you'll you'll end up down there with nothing but um, a baptismal certificate. That's but right. God mm-hmm. knew all about it because He was orchestrating these events that were going to occur. He sure and was. You end up at Sister Key's house. She prays, gets a confirmation right. from the Lord, and then right. she says, "I want to give you." Uh, some revivals to run. Is that what That's happened? That's right. That's what she did. So pick back up there. What happened next? Okay, and after that, uh, uh, Shannon, what is so beautiful is that uh, after we finished the revival, then we rented a little old house down by the railroad track, and it was enough room for John and his wife and Brother Weber and I and my babies. And so while we were there at that little old house, uh, spending a night or two, tearing and praying, went back on 24-hour prayer chains. Praise God, that's what we did. 24 hours. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. And that's the way he guided us, Shannon. We tared and prayed. Went on 24-hour prayer change. We prayed all day and all night. We wanted pray and go tap the other one on the back, and they'd go tear and pray, okay? So that's the way we did, and it was just so beautiful. And then it was just a few days while we were there, weren't even a week, probably three or four days, uh, this year district overseer who was trying to make it hard on us. Yes. He he goes and calls the state overseer. Uh-oh. And tells the state overseer about us being in town. Yes. Okay. So when he does, it excites uh, Brother J.D. Bright. I will never <laughs> forget it. <laughs> He got so excited, Shannon. He called and got in contact with Sister Key, the lady that brought us in her home. Yes. And and said, look, can any of those children get here to the state office that was in Weatherford, Texas? They had to go back to Weatherford, Texas from where we were at, which are not too far, maybe over 100-something miles, because we were straight north, you know. Yes. And they go back to Weatherford, Texas, and go in there, and he had a church, a little church for me. And had a, a a mission like for John and his wife, and he asked us, "Would we would we take the churches?" Well, we took. He sent me to the church there in Huntsville because I had two babies. Okay, three babies at the time. A lot of mothers may not know it out there, but I wound up with a little girl about four and a half, and a little boy two and a half, and I had a six months old baby. I thought to myself, "Man, damn Lord, what in the world's going on?" But see, the Lord's got a way of training you, and mothers, God will take care of you, and he's got a way of you teaching and training your children without any problem. Amen. I mean, I mean, it's beautiful. But anyway. Uh, so you went from we... a revival to um, God opens the door, and you all mm-hmm. get appointments. Now, you and Granddad were appointed to take one church, and Uncle Johnny and Aunt Sula, um, they were sent down to another city. Is that right? Yeah, they were sent to Lufkin, Texas. Okay. And they were sent to Lufkin, and we were sent to Huntsville where the state penitentiary is in, in uh, Dallas, Texas. Now, let me ask you a question. When you got mm-hmm. your first appointment in the ministry to pass uh-huh. this church, um, when you arrived, 
they probably had a big parsonage, and uh, you had a private Learjet. And, oh, uh, no. And a hundred-thousand-dollar-year salary. Is that right? No, I'm afraid not, sugar. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was an old wood church, Shannon. Old timey wood church, and they had you know how you try to have a little old choir inside the church. Yes. You know, a little step up and got your little choir. Well, the other pastor that was there, which was it was very poor. Uh, he left because it got down about four, five, or six members. And which was sad if you got to thinking about it. And he took some sheetrock and closed off the choir. And you'd come through the back door, and there was two little rooms on the back there where I cooked and put one bed. And then the other two children slept on another little bed, a mattress, with stone blocks underneath it. Wow. See, when the the Lord called and told me I was going to India, to the mission field, honey, he put me in the mission field. Amen. And y'all were living right behind... uh... The choir area. The choir in the church, uh-huh. Yes. And we had to go outside to uh, uh, get our water in a bucket from from a faucet. And then we had to go have, and it's going to be plain about it, we had an outside toilet. Oh, my goodness. You had an outhouse. Outhouse, I'm telling God you. God have mercy. We had no bathroom. Oh, now, son, uh, oh, Lord, could I tell some things. Oh, mercy. But how many people? How many people did you all have there? About 10,000 show up on Sunday? Oh, no. <laughs> there were six church members at time left, and this is strange, uh, uh, Radio Land out there, precious saints of God out there. Uh, Brother Weber, my husband, we happened to have a car. They didn't have one. He had to go pick up our sheep to bring them to church. Wow. He sure did. And we didn't know how long, you know, that would last with money and blah, blah, blah. But it was amazing, Shannon. Every step of the way, he led us. He gave us uh, food to eat by one man. Another man let me wash my clothes and gave me my money back to me. Uh, 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 it was just one miracle after another, son. And he told us that he'd never leave nor forsake us. Amen. That he'd walk every step of the way with us. And Jesus did exactly that. He never left us. He so walked right you, with us. And all, uh, one you, miracle after another is what it was. Y'all have followed the Lord all the way to Texas. You're out there near right. Huntsville. And right. um, y'all have started uh, pastoring a church. Now, this wouldn't be the last church that y'all pastored. Um, God took y'all on to Warner Robins, Georgia? Uh, we came back. Uh, no, came back to Edmund Chapel Church of God. It's amazing. I did not even thought about it, Shannon. Right where I ran my first revival. Really? Sure did. Back to Lyons, Georgia. Okay. And it's a little old church out in the country, down by a creek. And we left Texas, and Sister Ella Ross was a pastor. We came back there, and she wanted Brother Weber to pastor the church. And that, by that time, see, Brother Weber was pastoring by then. And uh, he finally obeyed the Lord, let's put it that way. Brother, My, my husband did. So you all went into so, full-time ministry, uh, right. come back to Georgia. Right. Um, you ended up... Um, at that point in time, how did y'all get to Warner Robins from Edmonds Chapel? Okay. We went to Edmonds Chapel Church of God and built a parsonage there, okay? Okay. We did build a small, nice, clean, new parsonage and pastored there for four years. And then the Lord called us into the place in uh, uh, Macon, Georgia, through some friends of ours that had heard Brother Weber preach. And they wondered if we would come there and start a church. 
So we went to Macon, Georgia, Shannon, and they had barracks buildings. If anybody knows anything about the Army barracks buildings, they took a big old barracks building and started a mission in it. And we started off with 25 sheep. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, 25 sheep is what we started with. And we stayed in the barracks building, and then we moved into an old-timey house back then, you know. And, of course, the church paid the rent. We'll get into that, how God took care of all of that. Because we didn't have any money. Brother Webber at the time was not. He finally got where the Lord opened the door, and, and he didn't have to work. He pastored, okay? So the Lord supplied our need. It, it may have not been a lot of money, but he supplied our need. He didn't say he supplied uh, anything except our need and not our wants. So the Lord took care of that, and then right behind that, we went and built that church there in Warren Robbins. The sheep did. Yes. Built that big, nice church and a beautiful tri-level parsonage. So we have lived in some real nice places, but it was not rich, but it was it was beautiful to me, you know. So God kept um, putting you into churches. Uh, you went to Warner Robins, pastor right. there, built a church, a uh, parsonage there. Uh, right. now, did you build the church there, too, in Warner Robins? Yeah, we built that church there, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, y'all pastored there for how many years? Uh, let's see, uh, 10 years. Okay, you were there 10 years. and uh, 10 years, right. Mm-hmm. Of course, during that time I came along, I was born there in 1969, folks. Right. About two and a half years old. And we're going to share on another testimony, another show your testimony about uh, Uncle Dwight, okay. who went on to be with the Lord. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a whole show in and of itself. But let me advance oh, yeah. from Warner Robins to God Calls You to Southside Church of God in Atlanta, Georgia. All right. We leave from Warner Robins, and we come to Atlanta, and we pastor here for eight, eight years and about four months. And then the Lord called us into the mission fields, so we finally left. Uh, and went to Trinidad and lived there. Had a four-year term. Of course, didn't get to stay that long. As the general overseer of Trinidad for the Church of God International. That's right. Um, so that's where I want to pick up the story. Y'all have come to Southside Church of God Atlanta. Right. Uh, this is back probably, what, about 1973, 74? Mm, almost 80. 1980. Most of 1980 or 81, we, we left and went to Trinidad. No, we right. came back from Trinidad. That's 81. right. 81. That's right. So, um, over the years, uh, you had a burden for missions, did you not? Oh, honey. Ooh, did I have a burden. Let's talk about your burden for for missions. Uh, You had a burden originally to go to India. Start start with that, and let's talk about it. Yes, yes. I'm getting, your mother, I'm getting just a little bit of uh, feedback. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a five-minute break. Sure. And I'm going to uh, hang up and dial you back and see if I can get a clearer connection. Is that okay? Well, that'll be fine, sweet. Okay, so just take a break and I'll call you back in just a moment. Uh, okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, and uh, I'm getting some hum on the phone. Maybe it's actually at my side. That's strange. I bind that foul spirit of Boise trying to attack this broadcast in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you're tuning in right now, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. This is a live program. I've got a special guest on today, my grandmother, Weta Weber, and uh, I'm so excited to have her on. You know, I've been telling my grandmother for since 2005, we're going to do a show. So uh, today's uh, a monumental day for me because she has such an anointing, folks. Uh, I can, I don't even know where to begin. Um, 
for the last many years, uh, I've gotten many of my directions from the Lord through my grandmother. She'll call me up in the wee hours of the morning, wake me up 2 and 3 a.m. in the morning. And I've seen uh, prophecy she's given me come to pass. And I've seen God move. And uh, I praise God for a, a 78-year-old grandmother. And, uh, my grandfather's 79 that obeyed the Lord back in the 50s. And, uh, you know, they served the Lord their whole lives, folks. And they're not millionaires, okay? Uh, they don't have a big home at Dana Point out in California or have three Learjets parked down at the airport. They live in a mobile home. But I'm going to tell you something. When they get to heaven, they're going to be generals in the millennium, multimillionaires in heaven, mark my words, because they gave all to Jesus Christ. And uh, as she's going to share in this next segment, uh, they have never been forsaken. They've never begged for bread. God has always met their needs, and he's given them their dreams, which we're going to be talking about in a moment, uh, missions, and uh, the burden for missions that she had. And I believe even now in 2010, just as God gave uh, David the word that they were going to build the uh, the temple of God, it wasn't David who actually built it. It was his son Solomon. And... Um, God is going to keep his word to my grandmother, and uh, work is going to be done in India. Uh, it's even being done right now. Uh, I've got some announcements to make uh, where I've been invited to go back to Haiti. Uh, this coming month, uh, I was there in 87. My grandparents in the early days went over there, and they built uh, church parsonages, supported Haiti, um, missions in Trinidad. And, you know, this is a long legacy of uh, worldwide missions, folks. I'm really excited for what God's getting ready to do. I'm going back in. I haven't, again, been there since 87. We'll be going into Haiti. We'll be meeting with Tony McCreary down there. Uh, we're going to India. And this is just the beginning. And we're going to be taking evangelism, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're going to be taking deliverance, setting the captives free of demons in Jesus' name, and miracle healing to the masses through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so this gets me excited um, to hear how people in the old days could be led by God. And God would just give them a, an interstate direction. And, you know, uh, there's a lesson for us today, and that's why uh, this program is so timely. We're going into some uncharted territory here, folks, the last days. Nobody knows what's going on uh, in the governments of the world. It's all in chaos right now. But uh, there's a lesson to be learned here, and that is that if we will trust God, God already knows the beginning from the end. He can guide us step by step if we will put our faith and trust in him, and he will give us the resources, the directions, the instructions of what we need to do to accomplish his will if we're willing to be obedient. So now I've got some hum here. I'm going to disconnect, and uh, I'm going to be right back. So if you lose me, what you need to do, folks, is just go ahead and um, hit Control f 5 and refresh. Uh, stand by while I try to re-beat, reboot uh, my signal. Stand by. Almighty from Numbers chapter 33 verse 50 images and quite pluck down all their high places and ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land and dwell therein for I have given you the land to possess it. Omega Man Radio is declaring all out war on all witches, warlocks and the hosts of hell. Our mandate is clear. We will not fail. Join 
with us in the fight and spread the word about Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to invade enemy territory and possess the land, healing the sick and setting the captives free of demons in Jesus' name. Tune in each night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at OmegaManRadio.com. Okay, and we're back. And you know what? I've still got some hum on my end, so it's a hardware issue here. But I'm going to forge forward. And if you would like prayer tonight, if you have a uh, prayer this afternoon, uh, it is only 324 today. <laughs> early show today. This, this is real early. Uh, we will be doing another show tonight, by the way, at 8 p.m. with uh, guest Al Cubbett. If you need prayer, uh, we're going to take your phone calls, 917-889-2745. I'm going to bring my grandmother back on and uh, have her uh, share a little bit more of her testimony. We'll take your calls if you need prayer. So uh, stand by. Let me... Uh, Dial her and get her back on the line. One moment. Again, this is a live show. Today is uh, Thursday, October the 21st. And uh, I've got a special guest, uh, Weedus Weber, my grandmother. Hello. Okay, grandmother, I've got you back. Thank you for uh, being patient with me. Well, sure, um, absolutely, honey. The problem is not at your end. I've got a little bit of hum on my telephone line, but we're going to press. Yeah, forward. I heard. I heard a little bit. It didn't sound just right. Right. So. Um, okay. Let's pick up where we left off. Basically, um, y'all have come to the to uh, Atlanta, Georgia. You've been pastoring uh, Southside Church of God, but you had right. never uh, forgotten the dream of uh, missions. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. The burden just wouldn't leave me, honey. And so, uh, bring us up to date. Um, on the the story of the five dollar bill. Okay, do you want me to go there? Yes. Before, because that is before we left and went to the fields, wasn't it? Yep. Let's back up then. Let's go back to the five dollar bill. Uh, you want to? You want us to go there? Because that was while we were in Texas, while we were in mission. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. So back even in Texas, you had this burden to do missions, didn't you? Oh, absolutely. That's the reason I was there. Yes. Okay. Uh, we'll go back there just for a minute. Well. Maybe I can pick it up a little bit. Yes. But while we were there in Huntsville, Texas, I was pastoring the little church, and uh, Brother J.D. Bright gave me my license. I did I did get my license, which I thank God for that. And so one of our daughters, uh, Shannon, uh, Renee, took real deathly ill, and she was dying on us, okay? And so we had heard of a minister. Uh, I, I just called his name the other day, who lived in... Uh, uh, Houston, Texas, that he had, uh, back then, you know, in those days, they called it a gift of healing, you know, and which he did. The gift of healing worked in, in his ministry, and he was a great man of God. He was an elderly man, been in the ministry until how many years when we met him, and so we had heard of him. So we left and went to Houston, Texas, and finally found him and got to his little house, and uh, he invited Granddaddy and I and, and the baby in. And we left and went in, and he told us to sit down. He told me to lay the baby. He could see the baby, terrible shape she was in. And he told me just to lay the baby on my lap, you know, and uh, which I did. And so he knelt down in front of me, Shannon. It was so amazing. Uh, you know, I'm about like Elijah, I guess. I thought, you know, we'd start listening, wanting some thunder, and we want some lightning and an earthquake to take place. Well, we better be careful. God speaks in a small, still voice. Yes. So we have to be careful here. So uh, he knelt down in front of him and started praying for Renee, and he prayed a very simple, light little prayer in Jesus' name for Jesus to heal her. 
Okay, and after that happened, uh, she was healed immediately. It It was really a miracle. So he got up from that, but he saw while we were there. He saw we was there for that, but sometimes he saw that there was something more important to him than just the baby itself, you know, because he had saw the dead raised and you name it in his, in his ministry, in his time. And so he got up and he said, uh, uh, Mr. and Ms. Weber, he said, uh, I see that you all really need some miracle or will need some miracles on finance. And I thought, oh, my, my, you know. And, uh, of course, it was the Lord talking to him. And so, and, and we appreciate it. And he had prayer with us. He left, but he did say this to me about the finances. He said, now, uh, looked at me mainly and said, Sister Weber, he said, don't you worry about the finances. There'll come a time in your ministry that you won't want for finances no more. And I thought, my, that, oh, my, my, that was strange. But he said, now, it may be down the road, he said. So he said, just go ahead and obey the Lord as you're doing it, you and Brother Weber. And he said, uh, the time comes, you'll know it. So okay, so we left there and came back home and pastored the church uh, down in, of course, Edmond, and then from there to Warner Robins. So we were in the Warner Robins church where we built a parsonage and a church there. And uh, we had helped a lady in our church who was uh, in terrible shape, sort of like a widow woman almost, and uh, needed food and everything. She played our organ for us. And so Brother Weber took up money and food and you name it for her. Well, I had five $1 bills that someone had given me. I can't recall who gave it to me because we didn't have any extra money. Time we, you know, took care of our children. And uh, by that time, I don't mind letting everyone out there know, by that time I've had five babies, okay? So I've got five children, all of them are teenagers except the baby boy at that time. But anyway, uh, I had that five $1 bill that someone had given me, and so I had them in my pocket that morning. Uh, tearing and praying, and the Holy Spirit told me, you go give this to Sister Jo Ruth. And I, you know, sort of quandered a little bit and said, well, now, Lord, you know, Lord, that's all I've got is my five $1 bills. He said, well, he said, I want you to go give them to her. I thought, my, my, that's a little rough. But I finally got willing, though, to go give them to her. And so I walked up and handed it to her, folded them, and I said, Sister Jo Ruth, I want to give this to you, and she didn't want it. And I said, well, honey, it's nothing much to it. So just just a little bit, you know. But I said, the Lord told me to give it to you, and I said, I must give it to you. So when I gave the a five $1 bills, I took and slid it down in her pocket, and she went her way and I went my way. Well, uh, while I was tearing and praying, before I gave that five $1 bills, the Lord told me if I would give them that he would take care of me and supply my needs. But I didn't understand it at the time, you know. So I did all that for Jesus and gave it away. And then we wound up after that. The Lord moved us to Atlanta, Georgia. So we're pastoring a church here in Atlanta. And the Spirit of the Lord was moving. Anytime anybody preached on mission behind our pulpit, I just went and cried and felt like I was dying for mission <laughs> because I just felt like I couldn't get to everybody. I felt like I had to get to the whole world at one time, but you can't do it, you know. So anyway, Shannon, while I was there, uh, some of our men got real burdened because they just thought, Lord, she's going to do them. Just weeping, crying in altars, and they got tired of me weeping and crying. So anyway, one morning, uh, our church clerk and some of the men got together and said, we're going to send Sister Weber back to the mission field. 
said, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, because it had only been one time to Haiti. And uh, we're going to send her back. This, this woman's got to go back to the mission field. So they went in there and got five $100 bills, handed it to Brother Weber, and told him when I get home, we get home from church, would he please hand that to me? Wow. And said, you tell her that we want her to go back to Haiti into mission work, and Brother Weber, you've got to go with her. That's what he said. You've got to go with her. Well, Brother Weber never felt like he'd lost nothing in, in mission. You know, he'd take care of mission, and he gave to mission, built churches, and you name it, but he didn't care too much for going. Well, when they told him he had to go this time, bless his heart, we made up a trip, and we left and went back to Haiti and doing mission work, and Brother Weber went with me, and praise the Lord on this note, after Brother Weber went that one time, <laughs> something got a hold to him. He got the fever. <laughs> he got the fever, and he's had it for nearly 30-something years. And bless his heart, you can mention right now, Radio Land, listen, you can mention uh, he thinks he's going to go somewhere and fly out of here to Mission Field. He's like a little boy. He'd go back there and pack his suitcase, and he's ready to go. Bless his heart. But anyway, he loves Mission, I'll be honest with you. So anyway, we left after that right quick, and we left uh, after uh, the money was given to me to go there. Then we were stationed after that. Our, our general headquarters sent Brother Weber and I to Trinidad, and Brother Weber was an overseer of Trinidad and, and Grenada and Tobago. So he wound up being overseer of three islands down there of, of our mission work. And so and while I was there, I wanted to throw this in, Shannon, right quick, is that I didn't get to go to India but 45% of Trinidad were full-blooded Indians. Yes. So I got to minister to the Indians after all. Amen. And then the other 35% were our black people, which is real sweet, of the ones that I'd worked with in Haiti. So the Lord just put me right in the middle of both of the two people that I loved so much, and that was the Indians and our black people. And I think it's precious because they're God's people. They're our brothers and our sisters. Amen. Who they so, are. You know, God took your burden for missions. Right. And um, I remember you always tell me if you, in fact, you gave me a five dollar bill. I remember, never forget it. Uh huh. And I had nothing in my pocket. I think I was probably uh, twelve at the time. Probably. You said, Here's a five dollar bill. You said, put it in your pocket. If you've got five dollars, you're never broke. Now that's true. That's true. And uh, you believe the same way, and so that's the Lord right. wanted to see if you would be obedient. That's it. Even if it meant giving up everything. That's right. And, That's what uh, we did, yes. He tested you with a $5 bill, and you gave Isn't it to that a lady. something now? He sure did. Who was in worse off shape than yourself, and you gave oh, her all right. you had. Right. God took that obedience. Right. And then when you wanted to go overseas to Haiti. Right. Someone comes forward and gives you five $100 bills. Mm-hmm. And that $500 yep. uh, sent you to Haiti. It sure did. Wow. Paid mine and Brother Weber's way. Back then, you know, could get your plane ticket round trip for about 250 dollars Can't do nothing like that today much, you know. I mean, all along you get a few, but that paid our first way uh, back, paid my first way back to AT and Brother Weber went with me. And from Little there out... When the Lord is in it, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, Zachariah said, uh, uh, that, said, just a minute. No, my, my. Despise yeah. not the day of small things. Yes. 
it, and it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. But to despise not the day of small things, right? That's Amen. right. God fulfilled that uh, that dream. Now, of course, your daughter, which is my mother, which we Katrina King, we had on uh, right uh, two nights ago. Yeah, I um, thought about that. You know, she uh, she went to India. She wound up going, my oldest girl. Is that something? And uh, you know, she 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 fulfilled a uh, that's right a calling you had in India, just like uh, David. That's right. In the Bible um, wanted to build the house of the Lord. Yes, that's right. And he laid the groundwork and and he gathered sure the, the timber and the gold and the silver. But it was his son King Solomon who actually King uh, built Solomon it. actually built it. Sure did. Built it. So God, we well, even Shannon, I love that. That's beautiful. Amen. Amen. That's right. One person plants the seed, another that's waters right. it, and you both share in the harvest. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's right. And for many, many years, I'll have to, we'll tell it one night, of how many times that Brother Weber and I have spent probably over two or $300,000, but we didn't have the money, and it was always given to us. And we I were back to, into the mission fields. I want you to encourage the people out there. You know, there's a lot of people saying, well, what do I do? You know, uh, I've lost my home, lost a yeah. job. Um, the government uh, is saying that they could take a oh, IRA right, away. Yes, the the currency is collapsing. Right. Um, what do people do, grandmother, going into the hard times? How, how are we going to make it? Okay. What what they what they must do, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it very simple. Okay. I want them those that have Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, get you a Bible. I want you to get your pencil and paper, and I want you to write your request down on that paper. And then I want you to get your little bottle of olive oil which can be some anointing oil, okay? Yes. Just a small one will be fine. Or if you've got olive oil in your kitchen, it'll be fine. And get you the olive oil and touch the tips of the paper where you put your request down. I want you to anoint each corner of that paper. I want you to take your Bible, lay it down on the table, you and your husband, or yourself, I don't know you with it or whatever, put it down, put your hand on top of the Bible, with your request, and I want you to pray this prayer first. I want you to pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Say the prayer that's in the sixth chapter of St. Matthew, where Jesus taught the disciples how to pray, okay? I want you to repeat that prayer every day, and then after that, and I notice this, this is fourthly, Go somewhere and get you some grape juice and get you some some of the bread that's the show bread. Or you could about make it if you didn't have it. If you got some plain, just plain flour and a little water with no baking powder, uh, no grease, no nothing. And just bake you a little tiny sheet of bread on top of the stove if you can do that. And get you some grape juice from somewhere if you have to beg for it. God will help you to get some. And take all of that and pray over it every day, and you'll have your miracle. So basically, uh, uh, communion is for today, is it not? Absolutely. That's right. If they'll do it every day, don't don't stop now. Don't stop. Brother Weber and I did it for two or three years without even stopping. Sometimes we don't do it every day here. We just done it uh, a few, just two or three days ago. We got to do it again. What did Jesus say? As often as you do this? 
Uh, he said, as often as you do this, you do this in remembrance of me. Amen. And one of the reasons, too, about the, the communion, the first do that communion, it represents Jesus said, take and break this bread, because it, it was breaking his body. It was like a broken body of the master, see, because look what he went through before he ever died on the cross. So, and it's the bread of life. The word of God, and especially, say, in the New Testament, all of it's good, don't get me wrong. But in that New Testament about Christ and the communion, the, the bread of life is the word of God. So when you do that, you're telling Jesus that you do believe in the word of God. So when you break that bread and you start eating the communion, then you're really, my, you're doing a miracle right there. And then when you drink the little grape juice, then that represents his blood Amen. that was shed at Calvary for you and I. So you're really, listen, you're really taking on something that is absolutely miraculous because Jesus now, I, I did a study on all this, so sometime we'll have to get into it, but Jesus was at the supper table with his disciples, but notice this now, they had supper and ate first. A lot of people, our preachers don't tell it, but they had supper together. So when they got through eating, Jesus had that piece of bread and his little glass of, of some uh, juice in it. So he said, okay, we're going to go from uh, us eating our supper. It was the last supper. He said, I'll be able to eat with you till I eat with you in the new kingdom. It was the last one he got to eat with them. So anyway, then after that, he taught them what the breaking of that bread was because he broke it and gave each one and well, gave a piece to one disciple and had them to break it and give it on down on both sides. And then they, he drank a little bit, and he handed it to them so they could drink out of it. So it represented his body and then represented the blood, praise God, bless his heart, which is terrible. I don't even like to talk about it, that he shed at Calvary for us. He shed that blood and was beaten and stripped terribly. Most of you that don't know it, you know, have heard of it, how he was beaten right on down till he, he didn't bleed to death. The Holy Spirit took him home. When God got ready for him, he just taken him on home because he'd done been bit, beaten up to death anyhow. But he did on that. So when we partake of the communion right quick, that means that we believe in this. We believe that he died and rose again for you and I. To save us from hell, to be honest about it. Amen. And you know, grandmother, um, just as God gave you instructions in the early days, back to how y'all were led by the Holy Spirit, right. I believe that he can lead us the same way in these days. Absolutely. Would you agree with that? Oh, oh absolutely, son. But right quick, let me throw this in your right. We'll get in some of this, some of these nights. Uh, one of my first uh, revivals when I went to Haiti the first time, I'm up there, saints up there, just to preaching away. Uh, I had to have an interpreter naturally because I couldn't speak Creole or French. Okay, so when I got through, I go down and get among the the precious people. And I just pray for all of them, you know, and they'll keep coming up wanting prayer. And uh, in a few minutes, I got back up to the rostrum, or little rostrum where I was standing, and I kept hearing someone speak English. Uh-oh. And all of a sudden, they kept saying, doubt not God, doubt not God. Well, I looked over at Sister Odine. I said, Sister Odine, who is that speaking English over there? She said, Sister Weber, they're not speaking English. They're speaking in tongues. They don't learn about no English, but they were speaking my language. 
just like the Lord taught me before I ever went to the mission field, that wherever I went, praise God, whatever language they were in, I would be able to preach to them, you know, if I'd obey him. And it's the truth. You can through the Holy Spirit. He will enable you to speak their language, and that's what happened. There they were. They they just had the Holy Spirit. They don't know didn't know any English, but God spoke to them through their little old mouths, saying to me because I was down there doubting everything. I guess I was. It felt like what am I doing down here? And, and they just cried out, "Doubt not God, doubt not God." So we have to be careful, children of the Lord. Let's don't doubt God, because He's God, Jehovah. And, a voice of many waters. We have to be careful. Listen, he won't never leave nor forsake you. He'll walk every step of the way with you. He has met uh, all of your needs all these 50 years. About 55 years, right. Amen. uh, That's right. Let's look at the example of the the old widow woman. That's right. And her and her son are baking their last hoe cake. Absolutely. They get a knock on the door. It's the uh, prophet Mm -hmm. Elijah. Sure was. Uh, during the time of famine, and uh, they were getting right. ready to eat their meal and, and probably lay down and die. And lay down and die, exactly right. Bite they took. And what happened when they opened that door? That's right. Uh, Elijah comes in, and what did he say? That's right. He said, would you please, you know, Shannon, I did a little more study. He said, fetch me some water first. Okay. We're going, I'm going to get into that a little later. And then from there, he said, now, uh, bake me a cake. And that's when she told him, hey, but you don't understand, sir. I, I don't have it just enough for me and my son, and then we're going to die. But, you know, see, that, that's where if we weren't careful we missed the Lord. He was a prophet of God, an old prophet. And listen, he hadn't gone home yet to be with the Lord, so he was trying to, send, I'm sure, finish up his ministry before he was fixing to be taken up. And here he was, just wanted a, a little cake. Now, that's hard for me to think on. But you know what? The Lord wanted him to do it so she would be blessed. So if you give to the prophets and have to take care of the prophets, not not like these are doing it out here. We don't believe in all that now, okay? But take care of your prophets. Be sure they've got some bread and water to yeah. eat, and God will take care of you. Praise God. And I believe uh, after that, that meal bell, I can just see it. I believe it filled all the way up to the top, and the oil crews did the same thing. They survived during the famine, didn't they? They sure did. They sure did. They obeyed the Lord. Uh, you obeyed the Lord with five dollars, and Amen. Uh, the Lord blessed someone else, and then He blessed you and sent you to Haiti. Right. That's right. To fulfill a dream, you know, and He's the same God that was operating in Elijah's day. Mm-hmm. That's uh, right. Operating over fifty years ago in your early ministry. In my time, right? And even in two thousand and ten. Right. You know, God does not change. He's the same yesterday, no. today, and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And he still requires one thing, obedience, because it says obedience is better than sacrifice. Absolutely, Shannon. That's right. Amen. And he is looking for men and women to have faith mm-hmm. That's it. in him and not look at the circumstances and what's going on and what they're saying on Fox News. That's right. Isn't that the truth? CNN, because uh, we're not supposed to fear anything but no, the Lord. No, God has not given us a spirit of fear. What a power, but a power and love of a sound mind. That's right. Amen. So uh, we're all in, in you know, various... Um, trials right now, various situations. Some are trying to figure out, you know, um, you know, what do I do next? Uh, I need a job or, you know, where do you want me to move, Father? Or should I do this or, should, you know, should I do that? God right. was able to give you directions in the olden days. He sure did. He That's can right. still give you directions today, can't he? So he uh, Shannon, he has led us every step of the way. Amen. Everywhere we've ever moved, 
we got we got our directions from God because I didn't know no other way of doing it, you know. I felt if I did it, uh, you know, on our own, well, you start failing is what you do. I can't afford to fail. You remember a while back I told you, I said, look, and I'll say this to anybody out there in Radio Land. And I'm sure there are other children of God out there just like us that are older prophets that will be alive. long as I've got uh, uh, somewhere to lay my head and, and got some rice and beans, you all are welcome. Because God, we're going to be taken care of, son. Amen. We will be taken care of, and anybody's welcome to come into my home and eat with me. Whatever comes toward just for the Lord can take us home. Now, somewhere in here, somewhere in here, saints, I don't know how rough it'll get, but somewhere in here he'll take us home. Okay? God but is I don't able know exactly to supply what. our needs according to his but riches it, and glory. That's what he said. He is just looking for people to be obedient to him. That's right. Seek first the kingdom of God. All these other things should be added unto you. That's it. And not focus on what's going on in the world, but focus in on the Father and say, God, what would you have me to do this day? Amen. And if he tells you to do something, then do it. That's right. Exactly right. Um, he's looking right. for obedience. And sometimes he'll put you to the test, and he'll say, give you last five dollars. Mm-hmm. That's right. Exactly right. But he can right. take it and multiply it. And, uh, you know, just like he did for the the, the widow woman and mm-hmm. gave them food during the famine. That's right. And uh, I'll throw this out. We did a show the other night about... Okay. Um, what I'll call the blueprint for survival in the hard times, and that is... That's good. You know, the Word says, Grandmother, God says, if you will remember the poor... Yep. Okay, in other words, if you'll if you'll help the poor... That's then right, I absolutely. Will, and you'll lend to them, then I will remember you, mm-hmm. and it says, if you have lent to me, and I will repay. That's right. Paraphrase. He that lends to the poor, God will remember you, because you've lent mm-hmm. to him, and he will repay. Absolutely. So... Uh, I want to give a praise report today. Okay. We had a a brother that um, heard one of the broadcasts the other day, and he felt led to get behind the ministry. Brother Dan Altiera, Darren right. Altiera, out there. Right. If you're listening, praise God for you. Um, you know, this oh, yeah. touched my heart. I tell you, he wrote in and said, uh, I'm out of work. But God impressed upon me to send in a love offering. He sent in $300, grandmother. Praise God. God bless him. A man Amen. that did not even have a job. Praise God. He stepped out in faith, and i tell you what I well, did. Well, praise God. I took the $300, and I've used it to Amen. launch uh, the Omega Man Radio Network on WWCR Shortwave. Well, praise God. Amen. We're going to take the gospel out to thousands across the country now. Mm-hmm. You know, we've done 100 shows so far on the Internet radio, but now we're going to go to Shortwave right. as well. And uh, we right. prayed for that brother. Now, I, I will. You tell him that, uh, well, he can hear me. God will fourfold everything he's done for the kingdom of God. Well, praise God. It'll come back in there fourfold. It sure will. And God will supply his need. Amen. And uh, we prayed for the brother. And well, praise um, God. We did a program the other day where I, I shared this word that uh, has actually sustained me many years, grandmother. I had right? God tell me the same thing. When other businesses were going down, right? Uh, he sustained me. And uh, I had a word from the Lord. The Lord said, it's because you have given to the poor. That's it. That's right. It's as if you have lent to me and I will repay. And God sustained me through some hard times. Mm-hmm. He has, he'll do that he really for you has. and I today, uh, folks. That's and right. So we were talking about this project we want to do in India where we want to feed the orphans and the right. widows. Right. People that no one else wants. They call them the untouchables. Right. And uh, we've got a, a contact there on the ground where 
we're going to go in on a Sunday afternoon. We're going to buy the food. They're going to cook it up at a big hotel there. Right. And uh, we're going to bring in curry chicken, rice, eggs, clean water, hopefully some fruit. And we're going to gather the people in the city, namely the children that are living on the street, Grandmother, at night. You could follow them, and you'll find five or six orphans sleeping on the side of a building laying on cardboard box. Oh, I believe that, honey. Absolutely. Some of them five and six years old. Right, absolutely. They don't know where their mother is at. They're, right. I mean, they're, they're little orphans, and we've got widow women, women mm-hmm. that uh, no one is taking care of them. And he, Brother Bruce, is going to go out there and find them off the streets, bring them in into the park. We're going right. to sit them down, and he's going to preach the Word of God to them, preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Amen, amen. And then he's going to feed their bellies. That's it. That's what it's all about. And we're going to have the photographs to, to prove it, folks. And uh, we're going to good. do some work over there. And that's going to be one of many places that we want to do this, Grandmother. But yeah, God, God put will, a burden God on my will heart supply for their need. Yes, he will. So um, we did the program two nights ago, and we had $200 come in. And I want to praise God for all that uh, Amen. donated. God. Because we're going in to feed over 50 uh, orphans and widows this weekend. Oh, that's good. That's beautiful, now, Back to the story of Darren Altiera. I got an email from from Darren this morning. Okay. And uh, I want to share this with the people. Okay. uh, Because it touched my heart. Uh, He's one of many who have written in, and uh, he's currently unemployed. You know, folks, Mm -hmm. God is able to give uh, you a job if that is what Mm -hmm. you need. That's exactly right. Is there anything too hard for God, Grandmother? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. we just got to be obedient to whatever he's asked Mm -hmm. us to do. And um, I got this email this morning. I was checking the email. I'm going to it now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to read it for you. Here we go. Okay. I want to say thanks for your prayer. Yesterday, I found out that I sold a 963 cat loader, which is a big piece of machinery, uh, yeah, that I've yeah. been trying to sell for one and a half years. Oh. It will give me some cash flow. I, I just listened to your show, and I sent $500 to the address that I sent it before. I asked the Lord for a word. And I opened my Bible and got this, Mark 4, 8. And it's talking about the seed that fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang mm-hmm. up and increased and brought forth some 30 and some 60 and some 100. He mm-hmm. says, I think this is for you and your mother. So, uh, Darren, we praise God for what you've done. And uh, yes. that money is going to go Absolutely. to feeding uh, these widows and the orphans, every dime of it. Yes, that's right. Amen. Now, grandmother, that's exactly the, right. The Lord already blessed the brother mm-hmm. uh, and helped him uh, sell a piece of machinery he'd been trying to sell and couldn't mm-hmm. sell for a year and a half. God can do the miracles. Absolutely. I've seen it in Absolutely. my own life. And, uh, you know, uh, folks, one person plants a seed and other waters, they both share in the harvest. Absolutely. Darren may not be able to get on a plane and go over to India and do it, but Dr. Boosie on the ground can do it. That's right. They're both going to share in the harvest. And so... Mm-hmm. You know, folks, the way to survive during the hard times mm-hmm. is to remember those that uh, have a need, mm-hmm. the poor, the widows, the orphans, That's Israel, right. those in disaster. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll tell you, it just tickles me to death, grandmother, to uh, be able to see some ministry uh, like this being done, because I know God is not a man that he should, can lie. Oh, no, no, he won't do it. Uh-uh. Let every, let every other man be a liar, but God tells the truth. Amen. It says, God watcheth over his word to perform right. it. And he so, will perform it. He I does just perform it. Uh, God bless Brother Darren out there. The Lord bless right. him. Absolutely. And we're going to be praying over this. 
Does right. God return it back to you a hundredfold? Amen. And brother, you can be uh, assured you planted it on good good ground. And if uh, right. folks, if you have a burden, right, uh, to do something, uh, if you have a need, right, I don't know of any better investment than you can make than the poor, the widows, the orphans. Right. And so, if you would like to make a donation, uh, right. we're planning to go back to Haiti after uh, grandmother. I was invited today to go down with uh, Damon uh, to right. Haiti. I haven't been down there since 1987. Okay, uh, uh, my phone goes, don't think nothing about it. We're going to okay. go down there again after uh, 23 years. Okay, right. It's been for me, and we're going down there to do some ministry. Right. We're going to go to get some film. We're going to check out the situation on the ground in Haiti. Oh, and we're absolutely. we're going to go lay hands on the sick over there. Absolutely, they need it too. We're going to go feed some children over there. Uh, and now you got it, that's right. As God opens the door, we're going to do the same in India, and wherever mm-hmm. else God opens the door, because right. that kind of... Um, Seed can make a difference. Absolutely. You know, uh, seeding into people that uh, got nothing. Right. That are living on the literal streets. Right. So uh, I'm praising God for what I'm seeing. I'm seeing it before my very eyes. God Amen. is opening the doors. And, folks, if if you have a need out there, uh, get behind mm-hmm. us. You can go over to OmegaManRadio.com and hit a donation button. And if you would like to, um, to feed some children in Haiti, you'd like to feed some children in India, wherever you want to put it, Put it in the notes, and it will go 100% to them. I'm just right. excited because I know it's yes. better to give than it is to receive. Right. And we can't outgive God. Right. And, and you know, Grandmother, with the, the small business that I have that right. keeps me alive during the day so I can do ministry at night, Right. you know, right. every time I have an opportunity to sow seed into the ministry, I get excited because I know Ab- that there's absolutely. something going to come back. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's a real blessing to even be able to give. And uh, Amen. sometimes, folks, you may be down to your last $5. That's but right. But pray about it. If God has told you to put it in the That's ministry, right. do it because he'll multiply it. That's right. So I just wanted to share that little uh, praise report. Uh, we're actually going to be doing some ministry, and I'm excited that uh, God's right. going to be opening other doors. Amen. I want to say that regardless of what's going on around us, that God can meet your needs out there. Right. That's right. And he can give you direction. That's right. Amen. And, uh, Grandmother, I want to thank you for coming on today. Well, you're, um, most, you're most welcome, son. I, mine's going off. My my machine will go off on me. So if it does, you take it over, okay? I love and appreciate you. And uh, what I'm going to do is this is just the first of many shows. I want to bring you back yes. on. We're going to start uh, doing some programs together. Right. Opening up the lines and even praying for people. So uh, God bless yes. you. And God bless you, you and, too, uh, son. I'll have you on again soon, Grandmother. Right, and God bless all of you in Ready Land, and I'll be having special prayer for you. I love you. Love you, and bye-bye. 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 That was uh, Weedus Weber. God bless you for tuning in tonight, and uh, tune in tonight at 8 p.m. I'm going to have guest Al Cuppet on the air. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio. 